Welcome to What's Important Now, making time for what matters most with Eva Medelec. If you're struggling to stay ahead of your daily life challenges, you will want to listen close as Eva and her guests will help you address the most important priorities first. Now, here's your host, Eva Medelec. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to our show today. I am Eva Medelec, and today my guest, Liz Bull, and I will be showing you how you can get a body and a life that you love. For over 15 years, Liz has helped professionals and entrepreneurs from around the world lose weight without dieting or sweaty workouts, get pain-free, make more money, lead more fulfilling lives. And she uses cutting-edge mind-body technology to get fast results. So I don't know about you, but I am really interested in how losing weight and getting pain-free will help me make more money and live a more fulfilling life. So welcome, Liz. Welcome to the show. We're excited to have you on What's Important Now. Eva, thank you so much. I am thrilled to be here. I'm really excited to be here. I can't wait. Can't yeah. Wait. So so give our listeners uh, a little bit about who you are before we really dive deep into what you do. I'd be happy to. So I started out actually as an engineer. <laughs> a lot of people go, what? Because that's not usual, shall we say? It's not usual. And it's not usual for women to be lighting very, very big buildings. So I was an architectural lighting designer for almost 30 years, uh, lighting buildings like the Empire State Building and some of the other big skyscrapers. Oh, that little thing? Yeah, that, that, building. Tiny, <laughs> that tiny little thing. Uh, my my boss and I, my partner in crime, we used to joke that we started with the Empire State Building and worked our way down. <laughs> <laughs> but tell us a little bit about uh, who you are as a person. Like, you know, what lights you up? What excites you? Well, that, that's an interesting turn of phrase. What lights me up? Huh? Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> well, you're lighting up the Empire State Building. What lights you up? I know. What lights me up? What lights me up? I'll tell you what lights me up, Eva. I had um, just a lifelong fascination with physics and energy and particularly quantum mechanics. And I know that sounds very strange. It's not the, <laughs> it's not usual, but then you and I both know that I am not usual. So there you are. So I just, I love the way energy works. I love how you know, I love exploring every single facet of how energy affects everything in the world and how the smallest things, sort of like, you know, small hinges can swing big doors. And what's been fascinating to me and what I just love about my work is how the smallest things can have such profound effects in people's lives and not just their life, but their kids' lives, their families' lives, their friends' lives. You know, when you change one little thing in you, there's this tremendous ripple effect. Tremendous. You know, and it just seems to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's what lights me up. That's what lights me up, that that can actually happen and that little old me can have something to do with it. Wow. That is so fun. That is just so fun. And powerful, too. So what's your family like? like? life like my family life well i have a very tiny family at this point um my uh, it's it's me and my dearest darling we've been together 
27 years, I think at this point. And I have a brother. That's it. You know, everybody else is, everybody else is pretty much gone at this point. Well, not pretty much gone. They are gone. <laughs> and where are you in the world? Where are you uh, creating your magic and lighting up the world? <laughs> well, I, I, have, I have a laptop life. Um, once I discovered way back when that I could move energy and affect these changes at a distance, I said, oh, I am not tied to any one place. Yay! So sometimes I'm in North Carolina and sometimes in, I'm in Florida, but I also travel a fair amount. So I work from anywhere. I know that that's so great to be able to have that freedom to, you know, not have to go into a quote unquote nine to five, but have the, the nine to five, if you will, just follow you around the world. So, so let's, let's get into what you do now. So you went from, you know, lighting up skyscrapers and, and big buildings to, to what are you doing now? Let us know what you're doing now. So for the past 15 or so years, maybe it's a little bit longer than that because um, I was still doing lighting design and studying energy medicine and energy, energy work modalities. So I was fooling around with it. I mean, literally, I was just like, sure, I can help you with that. You know, did I charge? No, I didn't because I was doing lighting design, right? Um, so as I became more and more interested in what was there, what was out there, what was available, um, I just kept studying and studying and finally said, you know what, I'm just, I think I'm done with lighting now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think I'm done. You know, I did one big hotel and I just went, I'm done now. I'm done. And I just switched and, and started doing healing work full time. So what, what made you interested in, you know, from the energy of light bulbs and, and design to human energy, if you will? Well, you know, that wasn't new for me. That wasn't new for me um, because even even before I got involved in, in lighting design, which was actually, that didn't happen until I was in my 30s. Prior to that, I had been involved in uh, human resources and psychology and, you know, group process work and, and all that sort of thing. So I've, I've had this interest in what makes people tick for a long time, for a long time. But the other thing that, I'm, it, I found it a bit discouraging back then because it seemed like you could say things, you know, traditional psychotherapy and psychoanalysis talk therapy. Um, and even a lot of personal growth programs, you get understanding, but you don't actually get change in many instances. You don't so really change so, your after. So talk to me a little bit about energy and when it as it relates to humans because i want our listeners to get a really a full understanding of what problems you solve and i guess maybe the effect that our energy has on the results that we want to see in our lives so explain to us a little bit about the general field of energy when it comes to humans okay so the truth is, and this usually is disturbing, <laughs> you know, when you come to this realization, is like the world, you know, the universe is made up of energy. Literally, it's made of energy. That's it. It's made up of, you know, little tiny molecules, and it's one molecule connected to the next molecule connected to the next one, and some of them move slow, and some of them move fast. 
and that's all we are, you know? And I mean, if, I've seen these, you know, blowups of, of um, you know, just a fraction of a human being, for example. And when you look at it, it's like, we're mostly just space. <laughs> You know, I mean, there's this illusion that somehow we are solid and, and we're really not all that solid. We're not all that solid. And there's also a, an illusion of separation. And we're not all that separate. We're literally connected to one another. And you can see this in demonstrations sometimes where if everybody holds hands and then, you know, somebody has one end of a wire and then it works its way around. And the wire doesn't go all the way around, but the hands do, right? And then the light bulb lights up. You know, I mean, it's just like, that's how energy works. There is this connection that is there and it's not going away anytime soon. Now, the thing that I'm pulling this back to the effect, I can so remember, I just blew my mind. I was in physics class. I was in high school and the physics guy was telling us, you know, you can change things with observation, that it is possible to change things just by observing them. And that they had been doing these um, experiments, you know, in fancy schmancy big labs, you know, with ob observing these little molecules doing things and noticing, hmm, that's interesting. When we do this, it does that. But all we're doing is thinking about it. All we're doing is looking at it. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> it's like, it's just, an, it's an astonishing concept, but it is how it works. And that is exactly how a lot of healing gets done. I mean, you know, the Chinese have been at this for a long time and things like Reiki and so on, right? It's just, it's like pure intention. Or you can go to biblical times, you know, laying on of hands. It's just, it's intention. You can change a lot with intention and it's physics. It's physics. That's what it is. So, I mean, you can soup things up some because it helps to know what you're trying to actually accomplish. So there are a lot of people out there who really have no clue or they're scattered. I mean, you really have to have focused attention. A lot of people can't focus their way out of a wet paper bag. <laughs> so when you say this intention and focus, is it from you as an energy healer or, is, or from the person needing your services or are they working synergistically together? Like, I'm still not clear on how this works. So let's back up a little bit. What problems do people come to you with that you help them with specifically? All kinds of things, all kinds of things. People come to me with things like frozen shoulders, or maybe they've had a surgery and they're still in pain, or uh, you know they can't seem to make enough money. Money's always a problem for them, or weight loss. You know they've tried everything under the sun, haven't been able to do it. They've been on every restrictive diet under this, you know, on the on the planet, and either they can't lose it in the first place, or they do and then it comes back. Or um, today I, I was. Uh, talking to somebody and her issue is around relationships. It's like, why does everybody always leave me? Interesting. Time after time, after time I get, I get left. I get left, you know? So you look at, uh, you know, what sorts of things promote that. So typically what it boils down to is they're deeply held beliefs and they're not conscious beliefs. They're subconscious beliefs. And that's my gift is un uncovering the subconscious beliefs, but 
for her, it was fundamentally she's she's not lovable. Got it. Got not it. lovable. But furthermore, she refuses to be lovable. So we're going to, you know, the next time we speak, we're going to be digging into that a little bit. It's like, so what happened to make you decide to never, ever be lovable? You know, because it was like, it's dangerous for me to be lovable. I, I'm not being lovable. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm That'll not be interesting lovable. to peel back those layers and see oh, yeah. what the root of the problem is. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. How did you develop your expertise to use energy? And physics, it sounds like, to help people with frozen shoulders, with making more money, with losing the weight. How did you make that connection for all of those issues and develop your expertise in that way? So part of it was natural ability. Part of it was natural ability. You know, I do have this, you know, intuitive side that just won't quit. So I just know stuff. (laughs) And then the other piece is studying a lot of a lot of study with different modalities. So I started out with um, tapping, EFT, emotional freedom technique. So there is some validity to that. Um, And then became a master theta healer. So there was a great deal of study to become a master theta healer, which engages the theta brainwave state to affect affect change. And then I went on to uh, matrix energetics. Uh, Of late, I mean, there've been another others, you know, Qigong, Reiki, you know, I studied Reiki because people asked me if what I did was like Reiki. I'd never studied Reiki. I didn't know. So I'll make Reiki and find out. You know, that's the kind of, that's the kind of brain I am. It's like I have to just like I just have to know more and more and more. Um, but of late, I've gotten a certific- certification in something called the Emotion Code and now the Body Code because um, I ran into Dr. Bradley Nelson, who I think is brilliant. He's a brilliant, brilliant man. And a really nice guy too, by the way, you know, but he's, he is onto something um, in terms of the way he has codified it and made this kind of healing work more um, accessible to people who aren't necessarily uh, as intuitive as I am. Oh, okay. That's what I really, that's what I really like. So for people to perform the work that don't have that high level of intuitive intuition that you have. Exactly. Exactly. Um, So who are you for? Exactly. Because I want to ask you who you're for and who you're not for. So who should absolutely contact you for these levels of energy healing and who should absolutely lose your phone number? (laughs) Don't lose my phone number. (laughs) But when it comes to your work, you know, who specifically are you for and can help and, and who shouldn't really look down this road for healing and they should look somewhere else. So uh, energy work is not for you. If you actually have, uh, if you've broken your leg, you know, if you've gotten in a car wreck or something like that, uh, you should be in a traditional ER. That's where that, that's where you should be. No question about it. If you've got some kind of really serious thing going on physically uh, that that's acute you need to go see a doctor and now, right? This is not the sort of thing that energy uh, healing is for. Now, can we help in the recovery process? You bet. I have shortened recovery processes for any number of people. That can totally be done. Can energy uh, help you prepare for surgery? Absolutely, it can. So that your body is more accepting of the, you know, what's going to happen with the procedure. We can you know, dial back the fear factor. There's a lot of things like that that we can do. 
So in terms of other things, you know, relations, anything that's really not working well in your life, we can help. We can absolutely help, whether it's, you know, it's relationships, maybe it's your time and money freedom, uh, your weight, health, other health issues like allergies and things like that. You can totally do that. Where, you know, where you've got a, a bit of a longer timeline to work with, then that's a, that is a good application of energy medicine. Now, does it necessarily have to take a long time? No. You know, I have, I cleared up asthma for somebody over lunch one day, you know, and this is something she's struggling All with. All right. You and I've got to have lunch. I want to see what you can cure for me. <laughs> you know, no, like, and, you know, I get it. It, it. You know, depending upon what they're coming to you for, it may take, some things may take longer to peel back the onion, if you will, and get to the root of the problem. And some other things. So Absolutely. no, this is this is quite fascinating, Liz. We're gonna we're gonna take a quick break. Um, but when we return from break, I want to talk about how this work, uh, whether it's with our body or with our life issues, whether it's relationships or whatever, how that impacts our businesses. Because I find that part really. Uh, fascinating. So you guys are want to come back after our short break. We'll be right back. What's stopping you from having more money, time, energy, and fun? Learn how to break through where you stop so that you can have greater success, better health, and happier relationships. Take this free quiz to identify what's stopping your success and learn exactly what you can do about it. www.evamedelec.com slash quiz. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Having higher levels of energy is something you choose and condition, not something you have. Exhaustion has been a challenge for over two years now. This is the year you can choose to change. Here are five things you can start doing today to reverse the burnout, stress, and overwhelm that is keeping you from living a life full of good health and happy relationships. www.evamedelec.com slash reverse burnout. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to What's Important Now, making time for what matters most with host Eva Medelec. Have a question for Eva or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5795. That's 866-472-5795. Now back to the show. Here again is Eva Medelec. Well, welcome back, everyone. I am here with Liz Bull, and we are talking about getting a body and a life you love. And I am curious about how that is going to improve our businesses. So first thing I want to say to you, Liz, is like, you know, I know a lot of overweight, happy, successful people. And with what's going on in the world today with this movement for body positivity at any size. 
do you think and have you found in the work that you do that we can all be happy and successful at any size or is that just reserved for the special and the few elite people like Lizzo and, and other people who are famous in the entertainment industry for, you know, being overweight and flouting their, their body positivity. So that is a rationalization, quite honestly. What do you mean by that? So here's the, here's the rate. Okay. I'll just back up and tell you my personal story here. Okay. If you will forgive me for doing that. Um, weight loss has been a part of my life for many, many years. And the reason for that was my mom. I learned to cook from the Weight Watchers cookbook. Okay. My mother actually made it. And I'm going to show you a photograph of my mom. Our listeners I, I, can't see that, but can you describe what's in the photograph for them, please? So what's in the photograph is a woman who weighs 300 and some odd pounds. That's what's in the photograph. And my mother died from the effects of morbid obesity. Okay. Because what's going on in many cases with people who are that obese is going to be, you, you know, your body reacts. So in this case, it was a lot of heart issues. And I find very often so we're about to go deep here. <laughs> Bring it. So very often, when, when you're doing that much self-soothing with food, and particularly with sugars, there have been histories of, and this can go back generations, as it did in my mother's family, okay? It can go back generations of abuse and the belief that the sweetness of life is simply not available to them, not without sugar. It's because, I mean, we are little chemical factories. That's all our bodies are, right? Aside from light and space chemicals, that's what we are. Sad to say, I know. But there is usually a deep, deep well of not enoughness and not feeling safe and sadness that's being compensated for with chemicals of usually sugar, which is, you know, handy dandy and legal, uh, sometimes alcohol. The, here's a statistic for you. People, because one of, the, one of the organizations I belong to and support is the Obesity Action Coalition. And they have, um, they are mostly about gastric surgery of some sort or another. And the largest population of alcoholics is people who have undergone gastric surgery to lose weight. That's, that's fascinating. Okay. So what is alcohol? It's really souped up sugar. Yes. Yes. I agree with you. So, I mean, you can say, oh, body positive, oh, body positive. But a part of me wants to say, liar, liar, pants on fire. So you're not buying it. I'm not you're, buying you're not you're not buying the BS that you can be overweight and be happy. I think you can pretend to be happy. I think mm -hmm. you can act like you're happy, but your body is calling BS on that. Mm. Your body is calling BS on that. It is. You know, it's interesting because 
we have something in common here with an, an overweight mom, right? And I, I grew up, I have five first cousins, morbidly obese, who all had gastric bypass surgery, all within my age group. I have over 20 cousins because my grandmother had nine children. And um, I remember going to even my parents hosting, you know, cookouts, we called it cookouts in our neighborhoods, but family barbecues. And I was made fun of because I was skinny, you know, and I, and I saw the amount of food people were eating, especially the ice cream, which is, is, was just still our crack cocaine in my family, <laughs> and, which has the same dopamine effects. I, I, I get that sugar and drugs. Uh, but I always was determined not to indulge in that same way because I didn't want to be that overweight. It just looked uncomfortable. For me, it looked uncomfortable. I didn't like being hot. It, you know, I saw the sweating and, and all of that. And it also affected me in a way that wasn't healthy and being obsessed over not getting fat. So it kind of had that effect on me as well. My point in, in bringing that up is, you know, the messages that people, you know, I've seen, you know, you and I both know people who are overweight and successful and seem to be, you know, the jolly, kind of like tears of a clown kind of thing, where they're just really happy uh, on the outside and having all this success in their life, in their business. I'm curious from an intuitive person as you are, and that can tap into the energy, what do you think is really going on there that they can't lose the weight or they're telling themselves they don't want to lose the weight or they don't have to lose the weight? Because I know our bones were designed to not carry an excessive amount of weight. Absolutely. Our skeletal frame is just not equipped for it. Absolutely. So where's the denial? Where's the rationalization? Where is the BS? Where is that coming from? So a couple things I want to pick up on here. One is um, you can be obese and be successful. My mother, she was, I mean, you know, had she, had she been afforded the possibility to go to university, she would have been an executive for sure. Instead, she became, you know, an executive assistant. She, you know, had a pretty high level job uh, with a county government. So she was successful. She was, no question. And I know other, you know, other of my clients have been very successful people um, and morbidly obese. So the the two is you, you don't necess- it doesn't necessarily follow that if you're morbidly obese you're going to be a failure. If anything, there's an overcompensation at work. Ah, oh, I hear that right. word. That landed. There is yeah. an overcompensation for the weight that that energy is being put into absolutely. you know the absolutely. business or the success. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, that being said, you know, the whole overeating thing is it's complex. It is. Uh, and having the extra weight is also complex. So, what I have found over and over again is that in many instances, it's a safety issue. Among the guys, it's like, you know, they may have started out as the, you know, the proverbial 90-pound weakling, you know, the guy that gets sand kicked in his face. Like, that's not going to happen again. You know, I am bulking up here. And the next time anybody tries to come at me, you know, I'll squash them. 
literally squash them. I will have that capacity, right? <laughs> With women, if there's if that one is a little more complicated. Sometimes it's an it's a bit of an act of rebellion from like a mom who is like always judging, criticizing, etc. You know that sort of thing. Um, the other thing I see more frequently is abuse of some sort or other. So the cortisol levels are, you know, like they've, they've gotten, gotten hardwired to always be on guard and never feel safe. The worst though is, and this is what happened to my mom, she was sexually abused as a kid. Mm. So there was a point in time when my brother, who's a doctor, um, and I, we put my mom, we convinced her to take a leave of absence from her job and come up and stay with us in, in Montreal. And, you know, my, my brother monitored all this stuff and I was the one who kept her on the straight and narrow. And, you know, she lost all the weight. She went back to Florida. Within months, it was all back on. It was all back on. Every last bit of it. So I want you to talk a little bit about, because you did mention cortisol and I'm not sure everyone understands what cortisol is and the effect that has on the body. So cortisol is a stress hormone. And when you're under stress, your cortisol levels rise. When your cortisol levels are jacked up, you are not going to be losing any weight. You're just not. That is, the way that, that, is the way that goes. So if you think about, you know, stress eating, I mean, you know. Eating your feelings. Eating, eating, eating your feelings eating your feelings, eating your frustrations, self-soothing, making yourself feel better in a lot of situations where people really are powerless and frustrated. You know, I mean, just listening to the, and that's what I think is going on right now, quite frankly, Eva, in, in, in the environment that we're in right now, I think there is a great deal of frustration and powerlessness that's just everywhere and people are eating to self-soothe because there's nothing they can do. Yeah. There's that loss of control. And when you talked about abuse, you know, Mm -hmm. there's, there's physical abuse and there's mental and emotional abuse that leaves us not feeling in control. And one thing we can control is what we choose or not choose to put in our bodies. Can you be a healthy eater and still be overweight? Kind of, kind of, and this is and this is why I'm saying that. I think a lot of people think they're eating healthy, but in point of fact, they're not. And here's why: not all foods are for everybody. And in my and in my weight loss program, this is one of the first things that I do is I take people through a pretty rigorous testing program so that they can literally determine what foods work with their body and with which ones they should ever leave alone. And I'm not just talking about chocolate cake here. I'm not, you know, in my body, for example, um, avocado, oh my gosh, tiny bit of avocado, I gained three pounds overnight. <laughs> no, no lie, no lie. That it, it is not, you know, those things are not made for me. Eggplant, a lot of the, Medi- you know, the so-called healthy Mediterranean foods. Or the nightshades. Eggplant's a nightshade, right? Yeah, a lot of them yeah. are dreadful for me. Absolutely dreadful. 
But, you know, for other people, they're just fine. For other so people, there's a test for that? Is that a food sensitivity test? What kind of test you is can, that? You can, well, you can do that. There's something called an ALCAT test, which, you know, you can test as much or as little as you like on that. I use a, something very simple called muscle testing, applied kinesiology, which a lot, a lot of homeopathic people use, homeopathic physicians and a lot of chiropractors use um, muscle testing to see what's, see what's going on. So you can do that. I teach people how to do it so they can test for themselves. And I give them an editable list that's based on their blood type. And then they can refine the list based on what their body tells them. So it's not like, oh, you know, let's listen to the latest guru or even listen to Liz Bull. I don't know what your body wants. You know, only your body knows what your body wants. So you have to ask your body. So talk to me about eating for your blood type. Because I've, I've heard this before, um, I think many years ago, probably 20 plus years ago, mm -hmm. I read a book called Eat Right for Your Blood Type. Exactly and right. Then, and then I spoke to, um, uh, I don't know, a nutritionist, if you will, uh, I think last, last year or earlier this year about, and she sent me that list about the right foods to eat and, and what foods to avoid based on your blood type. But prior to that, I had been working with an integrative health specialist that did not go that deep into testing, although we did oodles and oodles of other tests on every organ and cell in my body, it felt like. So talk to me in the time that we have before the next break about the significance about knowing your blood type and eating right for your blood type, because I don't understand the philosophy behind that. So what Dodamo did Peter Dadamo is the guy's name, Dr. Peter Dadamo. He um, stood on the shoulders of his father, who had been working with it and developing these theories about the correlation between various illnesses and people and the food they were eating and people's blood type. So they pulled it all together. And so he, from that, he developed these lists of foods that are beneficial, foods that are basically kind of neutral, your body can kind of take it or leave it, and then foods that are actually detrimental. What I have found is that his lists get you in the ballpark, but only the muscle testing puts you in the seat, gives you a definitive answer, which is why when I work with people, I send them an editable document. And then based on their testing, they can move things around on the list so that we then focus on Let's just give your body what it really wants, okay? And then leave the rest of the stuff alone. As simple so as that. So if your body wants ice cream, mm -hmm. what, <laughs> what do you tell your body? And saying it half in jest and half for real, because um, part of me, you know, is in moderation. Let's just say everything in moderation. Mm -hmm. I don't have a giant tub of ice cream. I have literally a tablespoon of um, a non-dairy ice cream because I just think it's delicious. And, but I also want to be happy and not be in a state of denial. denial. And so, mm -hmm. you know, we're talking about balance here. So, and we can dive into this a little bit more after the break because you do hear so many conflicting messages in the health and wellness space. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, Lord. And for, for those who are not like, who do I listen to? Who do I believe? Nothing has ever worked. And, and you get weary and you kind of have 
like a, an F it situation, like, you know what, I'm just going to be happy and whatever my body desires, I'll let it have. I noticed that with myself, with everything that I was trying to do, because I just want to be healthy. You know, that is my number one thing. I want to be healthy and I mm -hmm. want to have the freedom to make the health choices that I have. And then it gets just really confusing. So when we come back from the break, I want to hear uh, a little bit more from you about how our listeners can determine what messages to listen to and what in your experience is absolutely caca poo poo don't listen to. And I want to talk more, more about this theta and energy healing, this theta. So I heard about the theta brainwaves, not really well versed in it. And I'm really curious to know a little bit more about it. So stay with us, everyone. We'll be right back after the short break. Having higher levels of energy is something you choose and condition, not something you have. Exhaustion has been a challenge for over two years now. This is the year you can choose to change. Here are five things you can start doing today to reverse the burnout, stress, and overwhelm that is keeping you from living a life full of good health and happy relationships. www.evamedelec.com slash reverse burnout. If you're an influencer, you don't follow the trends, you set them. Voice America influencers are involved in creating change in personal and professional lives, collaborating and driving value to make our lives better. We have world-renowned thought leaders, speakers, authors, entrepreneurs, artists, and some of the most influential voices today. Listen in today to what they have to say. Engage in the conversation. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Answer the call. What's stopping you from having more money, time, energy, and fun? Learn how to break through where you stop so that you can have greater success, better health, and happier relationships. Take this free quiz to identify what's stopping your success and learn exactly what you can do about it. www.evamedelec.com slash quiz. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to What's Important Now, making time for what matters most with host Eva Medelec. Have a question for Eva or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5795. That's 866-472-5795. Now back to the show. Here again is Eva Medelec. Okay, we are back and we are going to talk all things ice cream. <laughs> My favorite food. And I'm a little bit nervous about what you're going to say about ice cream, Liz. So let me have it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the topic of ice cream and I love the topic of, um, I'll call them frozen desserts, pretending to be ice cream. Okay. Okay. For one of a better term, for one of a better term. So here's the thing about ice cream and frozen treats is everybody has memories of them. They are just so tied up in reward, good times, being made to feel better, 
uh, one of my clients who had was like, oh my God, I got to have ice cream, got to have, it was all tied up in his memories of visiting relatives. His mom was divorced at that time, but they would stop for ice cream and they would have these great conversations. So for him, ice cream was all about being close to his mom, being listened to, being heard, being loved, okay, like that. People I know, the ice cream thing was all about, um, oh, we went to the lake and the ice cream guy came by and, you know, I got the dime from my mom to go get one of those things and the colors, oh, you know, it was the reds and the, you know, da-da-da-da-da, right? Like that. Inevitably, ice cream is never ice cream. Inevitably. It's crazy. You know, it's like cake and ice cream or, uh, you know, ice cream and all of the flavor, you know, the Howard Johnson's back in the day, you know. the 20- Oh, Baskin Robbins. Baskin Robbins, and, right? And the 38 flavors, yeah. Right. So it's so, all so, having, so, having choice, you know, being able to choose rather than all that, you know. So it's like that feeling of power and it's like, authority that comes with it because you're choosing you know you You just you just reminded me of an ice cream memory like when i used to go visit my grandparents and my grandfather the sweetest most generous man ever and he would tell anybody who visits you can go in the refrigerator and freezer have anything you want but don't touch my vanilla ice cream (laughs) Uh just don't Uh touch my vanilla ice cream Mm -hmm. so so other, you know, well, isn't it good to, you know, comfort food, you know, sounds like the bottom line is it's some kind of comfort, pleasant memory and aren't pleasant memories good for our body? They are, they are, they, abs- they absolutely are. But when it comes down to um, getting into, you know, the realm of addiction, or I can't stop after a half a cup, which is kind of a standard scoop is about a half a cup. You know, if you find yourself going all the way down. Uh, yeah, no, right. I hear you. I hear you. you. Know? I always get the child size because I just, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's enough. It's, it's for, you know, the flavor, for the little extra, for the good feeling, the good time, whatever yeah. it is, just to have a little something, something. But there's nothing. I, I was afraid you were going to say it's poison and you're going to die if you have more than two scoops. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> But here's the thing, you know, you have to realize that, you know, a hunger that's not physical can never be satisfied with food. Okay. And what's that's, going a, to, that's when I got to write down. Okay. A hunger that's not physical can never, ever be satisfied with food. And most of my, the people I serve are emotional eaters. They're emotional eaters. So they're, they're trying to satisfy something. It's like, I want something. I just don't know what, you know, and if the ice cream's there, you know, they're going to be shoveling it in. But the problem is, is that without really figuring out what they're hungry for, they're going to keep eating the ice cream or they're going to keep eating the little Debbie snack cakes or the potato chips or the whatever. It doesn't matter. Most people I have noticed rarely reach for broccoli under these conditions. My daughter would have back in the day. She would no. have broccoli for breakfast. She just yeah. loved broccoli. Um, but there now... Maybe a crunch thing or something there going on. Possibly. But, you know, what's interesting is, is, you know, 
when there was that pain in her life, it did go to, to other forms of food. And that's how I knew something wasn't right in her personal life because the protection of the weight, you know, mm-hmm. going from a size zero to a size 16, you Ooh. know, in the matter of a year was a big deal. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I hear you with that. So, um, how do you help people realize what the real hunger that they're trying to satisfy is? Is that with, cause I know we want to talk about the, the theta healing, um, you know, why, what is it first of all, and why is it essential for us to, you know, as professionals or speakers or entrepreneurs or whatever it is we want to have success in? Why is that essential for us to be healed? So in terms of business and speaking, what I have found is that what every, like, let's go back to everything is energy, right? Everything is energy. So when you're engaged in, say, speaking to an audience, or maybe you're on a sales call, or maybe you're thinking about a sales call, if you've got stuff that's happened in your life that's not cleaned up, the person on the other end perceives it. Your audience perceives it. So if you have, for example, I mean, this is rampant. It's like fear of public speaking. You know, most people would rather be, you know, in the grave than speaking at the funeral. You know, it's like, like <laughs> yeah, in the, in the casket than speaking I'd at the funeral. I'd rather be in the casket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's, ter- it's terrifying, right? So that's, what, that's the kind of work that I do. You know, sales, you know, being able to make a sales call effectively, being able to pick up the phone without going, you know, like that, that sort of thing. That is where healing comes in, because inevitably there's some kind of history of, you know, rejection or being ridiculed or being told, you know, oh, you'll never amount to anything. That kind of stuff. There's usually some kind of history of that going on. And it's not the sort of thing that you can really talk yourself out of. You know, those silly things like, oh, well, just imagine the audience naked. Oh, yeah, that really helps. The toxic you know? positivity, I call it. Yeah, I, I know. I was like, what? No, no. that's going to make me even more nervous and creeped out if I had to do oh, that. But yeah. <laughs> stuff up, but you think about it, you know, I mean, there's lots of silly things like that that people have been told over time, right? So it's not until those early wounds get healed that you can go, I am good enough because mostly that's what's going on here is there's a feeling of I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable enough. I'm not acceptable enough. I'm not smart enough, you know, and I know all these things because my dad told me I'd never amount to anything. What you're saying is so on point. And as a matter of fact, one of the first things I do with my clients and my client onboarding is have them take this, what I call the relationship style assessment quiz that looks at what those early life wounds are. Mm-hmm. And how that affects how they are present and being today. Um, that's the one. I don't know if you heard the commercial that was playing to go to evamedelec.com forward slash quiz. And it gives you an idea of where those blocks came, what they are, where they came from. If you had an overprotective or highly critical parent, you know, maybe sales is going to be hard for you because you're worried about um, disappointing someone or, or, making them feel bad because you want to please everybody. So what if I'm too pushy? What if I miss? What if I push them away? And so I can see how critical the work that you do is in helping people 
identify those blocks and get through them so that they can achieve more success in life and business. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. What is master theta healing? So talk to us about the theta part of the brain. So I'm a, so let me restate that. So I'm a master theta healer. It's not master theta. It's I'm a master (laughs) theta healer. (laughs) Let's eat grandma or let's eat grandma. (laughs) It's all about the comma. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, eat, shoots, and leave. Yes, that. (laughs) What that means is is that I've, I have, you know, I have a big certificate, you know, plaque, and, and I've studied it extensively. That's what it means. So theta healing is just one of the many modalities that I use, which engages the theta brainwave state to affect the change. So theta brainwave is a very relaxed state that people are in. And so when you're in this relaxed state, then you can kind of discreate a lot of the, you know, the lies that they've been telling themselves, the, you know, the, the stuff that's where they've been programmed and you can reprogram. So How long does that take? It's very quick, actually. A matter of minutes. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. that's hopeful. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's one of the things that, that, I mean, this, this is back to my engineering and, you know, high rise construction things like time is money, you know, let's, let's, let's get done with this. So I've really kind of curated the, all of the various modalities that I've studied to bring in the best and the best, the most effective, the fastest, because time is money. Who has time is, you know, to spend hours and hours getting rid of this stuff. If you can do it in seconds, why wouldn't you? You know, why wouldn't you? I'll, and I'll, I'll challenge you on the time is money, though, because you can't get time back, but you can always make more money. <laughs> so time, time is everything. Everything. Time is, yeah. time, time is everything. But you know what, Eva, you, you've touched on this thing about being successful, because one of the, the big blocks that I found for success, and this is where the money, the, we'll talk about money again, yeah. right? But there is often a deeply held belief that if I'm successful, I'm being disloyal to my dad. I'm being disloyal to my mom. I'll make mom or dad feel bad or less than. So I can't do that. So when I find people, you know, with this roller coaster money thing going on, very often there's something like that at work, you know, or I'll get the who does he think he is treatment. But one of my clients this was interesting. He came from a really hardworking immigrant farm family. I can't remember. I think they were Middle Eastern of some sort. But anyway, but the rich people in town lived on Snob Hill. Mm, yeah, right? I can see that. Snob Hill. So he had this roller coaster thing, and a cousin did as well. The cousin became a veterinarian, I think, something like that. And over time, just became more and more estranged from the family. And that's exactly what happened to him because. Well, they were making so much money. Well, obviously, you know, who they think they are. Yeah, there's a there's a level of assumption that goes with that. And I find that, you know, even with my clients, you know, being aware of what you fear is critical to getting to that next level of success. So there are some that are afraid that if they are successful, their lifestyle is going to change to the point where, you know, the friend dynamic will change, you know, the families will change. They won't have, they won't have time for their families because they're successful. And, you know, what I do with my coaching is, oh, it's the opposite. We're going to teach you how to, you know, time comes to those who make it, not to those who try to find it and how we can make more time for what's important to us. So on that note, 
with everything that you do, what matters most to you? What's most important to you? What matters most to me, quite honestly, is affecting the change that I'm able to provide for people. It really makes me really, it makes me happy knowing that, you know, is the one thing that I can do to create peace on the planet. Wow. Wow. So how can folks get in touch with you, Ms. Liz Bull? Very simple. Very simple. They can go to lizbull360.com. Lizbull360.com. You know, I, I was writing a little note when you were, were talking earlier about, you know, the people who are, um, have that rationalization that they can be that overweight and be healthy in every area of their lives. And I'm like, you were just calling bull on that. So <laughs> I love that. Liz Bull was calling bull. So Liz, thank you. Thank you so much for the work that you do, um, for sharing all the, the healing modalities that you practice with us. So it looks like whatever we bring to you, you have a, mo like, I have a modality for that. You know, I've got an app for that. Like I can help you. I can help you. Pretty much. <laughs> no, I love that. I love that. And, I, and I'm sure our listeners enjoyed hearing um, a lot of what you had to say about, you know, just that how you do one thing is how you do everything and how we can, you know, create that both ends in our lives, but we do have some healing to do. So Thank you to our listeners for choosing to listen to the show today. Um, I am extremely grateful that you are listening, that you are choosing to spend your time with us, and hopefully you're finding something for yourselves on this show. And if you have, or if you found something like, you know what, my friend needs to hear this, I hope you will share the show out and you know give us a like and a review on all the various ways to listen to the show. And I hope you find the time to join us again next week. So as usual, I like to leave you with a quote. This one's by Bonnie Pruden. You can't turn back the clock, but you can wind it up again. So until next time, everyone, bye for now. See you next week. Thanks for listening to What's Important Now, making time for what matters most with Eva Medelec. We hope we've been able to inspire you with today's show to take control of your own life and focus on the win. What's important now? Until we talk again, have a beautiful week.